0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished professional from India, Professor M.S. Rao. Professor Rao, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Uh,
0: Professor Rao is an international leadership guru, he's the father of soft leadership and is an author of over 50 books. So, Professor Rao, uh, tell me a little bit about your own journey.
1: Yeah. Uh, the first of all, let me share with you my challenge. I was blessed to be alive of the in the Year, twenty twenty one. I survived because of my positive psychology uh, and uh, because of uh, the healthy habits that I acquired from Indian Air Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born in a toxic family and uh, grew up in a toxic environment. I have mental challenges, physical challenges and financial challenges. And uh, I have mental challenges. Uh, uh, I'm dyslexic with the ADHD. So I have lots of uh, challenges, but despite all the challenges, I rose like a... Uh, Phoenix uh, and uh, I I served uh, in in the Indian Air Force uh, for around uh, twelve years Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I learned a lot from Indian Air Force and I was lucky that I came out my toxic uh, uh, family Mm -hmm. and uh, got into Indian Air Force when I was eighteen years old. Uh, I acquired a couple of qualifications after I joined Indian Air Force. Uh, They include uh, DME, BSc, MA, MBA, PGDCL. PGDBM and end my PhD in soft skills in there twenty eleven. So after serving for 12 years in the air force, I took I I took voluntary uh, retirement. Then I entered into business, mm-hmm. which didn't uh, go well. Uh, then I entered into uh, teaching profession. I became a faculty member, mm-hmm. and uh, then I I joined for uh, PhD in the 20, uh, 2007, 2011, yes. I earned my PhD in soft skills. Okay. So then, uh, I uh, then I became an educator, uh, then I became an author. I have other 52 books as of today. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 some of the books are best-selling books. This is one of my favorite books I would like mm-hmm. to share with you. Okay. Uh, this nice. book uh, titled, See the Light in You, yeah. uh, for which uh, uh, his holiness, Dalai Lama has written a foreword. Wow. And I have dedicated this book to uh, former Vice uh, President of uh, India, uh, Dr. M. Venkai Naidu. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many books, uh, this is one more book, uh, this book uh, uh, on uh, gender and diversity. This book uh, received a foreword from uh, a former uh, Vice President of India, Mr. MNK Naidu mm-hmm. and I have dedicated this book to Rosia Pops, Maya Angelou and Vapara Like that, uh, I have dedicated books okay. to so many people.
0: So I understand. So, I, I want to talk to you about leadership. Uh, what, what is soft leadership?
1: Yeah, soft leadership is the one I have coined uh, because I earned my PhD in in soft in uh, 2011 uh, then uh, uh, when I started conducting uh, uh, classes for students of uh, uh, MBA and EMBA. Mm-hmm. I got some triggers because I keep, uh, I take feedback Mm -hmm. from students. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then uh, I, and also I found that there was some gap because audiences were telling that there were so many leadership styles. So why not to explore a new leadership style? Mm. Then I have coined soft leadership. Uh, I have blended uh, soft skills with leadership and coined it as soft leadership. And around 10 books have been published in soft leadership. I understand.
0: But what is soft leadership?
1: soft leadership is very simple and straight uh, it is to achieve peace and prosperity for uh, uh, countries it is for uh, organizations to achieve excellence and effectiveness and uh, this book you also you can see this i have dedicated to peter drucker the, uh, uh, i have dedicated to peter drucker the father of modern uh, management yeah this so, is the book i have dedicated to him yeah. wonderful wonderful so, uh, tell me,
0: since you do so much work on leadership, what makes a good leader?
1: So the thing is, you have to lead from the front. Okay, you have to be ethical, uh, and you, you should uh, you should be an example for others. When you look at uh, leaders like Mahatma Gandhi, M- Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, uh, Dalai Lama, uh, so these are these are the leaders I admire. I have been talking about and. Uh, writing my books also. I admire all these leaders because one thing for all these people is that uh, they lead from the front. Hmm. They, insp- they they add value and make a difference in the lives of others. Hmm. They influence the people, add value and serve the people. Hmm. And uh, this is the uh, simple definition I would like to Understand. talk about. So education. tell me professor, are, are leaders born or are they made? Yeah, it's a very simple question. Everybody talks about uh, this. Uh, uh, some people are uh, born leaders, some people are made as leaders. So, so my judgment is that uh, my analysis is that uh, leaders are uh, made rather than born, but it's a blend of both. But when I admire, I like uh, Daniel Goldman, he's my connection. He says that leaders are uh, made rather than born. So, this is a simple analysis based on. Uh, Daniel Goldman, who is on my internet uh, is on uh, my LinkedIn and is on uh, my, my connections. Hmm. So leaders are made rather than uh, born but uh, it's a just blend of both. Some people they are born, gifted. Some people they grow. In my case I was born. Uh, I was not gifted with any opportunities okay. because I am so, still struggling. Yeah. So my
0: next question to you Professor Rao is that Since you have been observing and studying leaders for so long, are there any changing trends you have noticed in leadership?
1: In the sense, uh, you as a scholar or as a practitioner, I just want to ask either,
0: either you can give me a response either as a scholar or as a practitioner.
1: So I am both a scholar and a practitioner because I I, I not only preach but also I practice. So there are some challenges and changes that are happening globally. And the only thing, the message is I would like to say is that you have to learn, unlearn and relearn. You have to be adaptable. So these are all the certain things I would like to share about leadership. You have to be adaptable with the changing times and technology. Because what worked in the past, uh, mm. not now. That's what uh, said by Jack Welch. So not only Jack Welch; anybody will tell all these things. So you have to continuously learn and grow. Mm. You have to update and adapt to the changing environment. Mm. Then only will become relevant. Otherwise, you, you become irrelevant.
0: Mm. Okay. My next question to you is that. Why do leaders fail? And what determines failure?
1: So failure is the thing is that see, I, I see it's not a failure. It's a learning curve. I, I'm very positive because I also failed in business. See, everyone fails in one day. It's part of life. But accept uh, the realities and uh, there is no leader without any failures. Everybody fails and I also fail and it's a part of life. Hmm. Uh, the, so what was your question? I just uh, I said why comment. why do leaders fail? Leaders fail. Uh, see, it is I don't know how to tell exactly for this, but some some leaders they fail because lack of ethics, mm-hmm. lack of uh, integrity. That's mm-hmm. one thing. And uh, some people they fail. They, then again they bounce back. If you took do if you look at, you look at uh, uh, Nixon failed as a leader Hmm. but again reinvented as a leader Hmm. Uh, American president uh, Nixon he reinvented so you have to reinvent you have to rebrand then uh, so that you can grow as an ethical leader that's Hmm. how it is so failure is not a failure is only a comma not a full stop that's my slogan well said
0: my next question to you is on the pandemic and I've spoken to many leaders from around the world they say that the pandemic was the most difficult time for leaders. Yeah, I would love to get your thoughts.
1: The pandemic uh, taught us uh, how fragile the life is. Mm-hmm. I even I was taking everything for granted. Even when I had, uh, I think, uh, uh, nineteen, uh, COVID nineteen started. I I was I was adding value. And move, move forward and even I published articles. papers. But even uh, I, I, this pandemic hit me very bad that you know, I had brain stroke and uh, I was on the bed for a few weeks and then gradually I recovered. Still I am recovering, it's close to two years. Now. Hmm. So it has uh, it adversely affected but again you know, we have to be very positive about uh, life. We have to be resilient, hmm. we have to learn lessons and this too shall pass. That's my slogan. And uh, you have to learn lessons. Not only pandemic. Pandemic is something new here. So very long back, also during the Roman 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 Empire, there were some pandemics, earlier plague. All those things were there. Mm-hmm. So we, or humans, are having the ability to bounce back. We are humans. Are the only people on the earth who have the ability to bounce back. Mm-hmm my statement. So we are gifted uh, and we will mm-hmm. bounce back and again we will raise from the ashes. That's what I feel.
0: So does culture have an impact
1: on leadership? Definitely. Both culture and uh, leadership both are different. We have to emphasize uh, culture. I, in one of the books I wrote about uh, uh, 21 t- um, success sh- sutras for CEOs uh, which received lots of views. So, culture is one of the chapters I mentioned in my books. And uh, we, even when you look at uh, uh, Satchian so also he emphasizes organizational culture. Not only Satchian Adhanala, uh, any leader will emphasize organizational culture because ultimately it is the culture that connects people, that adds value and make a difference. So, we have to emphasize on culture. Mm-hmm. So, there is no doubt in that.
0: So, how does culture impact leaders? I want to know that. How does culture
1: uh, impact leadership? uh, When Mm. the culture is uh, good, the organization has got a good culture. So, it will have a positive change. Mm. Uh, It will will improve the bottom line and it will improve uh, the Mm. bottom line for uh, employees, uh, customers, shareholders. Mm. So, we have to uh, so uh, when we emphasize culture, it will lead to say, uh, share shareholder value mm-hmm. and uh, it will add uh, value to customers, it will add uh, value to employees and overall it will add value to all stakeholders. So mm-hmm. we have to emphasize culture. Culture is everything. We, there are so many things but culture is one thing which is which is the core uh, element for any organization mm-hmm. this is the heart of the uh, this is the, sorry, uh, I I'm understand. sorry because no, i had okay. uh, i had brain stroke i am talking slowly so no, please have to please me no, that's absolutely Sometimes okay. I'm, uh, because of the health issues i am i still i am having blood clotting in my brain so i am taking medicines so i am using blood thinner okay so, and I, th- I thank you that you know you give me an opportunity to
0: no, no, no. So, so, um, my, next so to, uh, yeah. Yeah. my next question, my next question, you sir, is that based on all the work that you have done, is there a difference between men and women leaders?
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Gender is one of the aspects uh, uh, we need to emphasize, and I have signed up for e for she I'm asking
0: uh, you a different question, sir. Yeah,
1: men. What men is, the, is the
0: leadership style uh, different? For mm. men and for women,
1: yeah, definitely there is a difference between men and women. Men usually they they try to dominate, their they pit they bit, their bit uh, aggressive by nature because of the biological uh, actors. But women are very polite and they know how to get the things done. I, I I I believe that women are much much smarter than men. I should not say that, but uh, you may you might think that I uh, have supporting women, but the reality is that women are, are more empathetic
0: i agree no i'm, I'm completely yeah. with you i
1: understand and i agree with you that women are
0: much smarter but so let let me ask you another question that that now the world has got a lot of young leaders you know millennials yeah. and gen z leaders
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, what do you think is the difference between leadership styles of the young leaders and the much older leaders
1: See, we have different uh, generations like uh, Baby Boomers, Generation generation X, Generation Y, Generation Z. We are calling it the different names. I would, li- I would like to put them in a very simple and, mm-hmm. uh, thing that Millennials and Centennials, Generation Z I, I, whatever you call So, So definitely there are some changes because these uh, Millennials and Centennials, they are very impatient. They want to achieve goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, again, there is a caution for mm. this millionaires and that you know sometimes they are all, all ambitious; they cut the ca- corners. Mm. Uh, but overall, they are very smart and brilliant. there is a gap between various uh, generations. And I have written a book which is yet to be published, Soft Leadership for uh, Generations. So that means that talks about uh, uh, gen- uh, baby boomers, uh, Generation X, Generation Y, Generation Z. So, likewise, so all these things uh, fall into your question, and I, I accept that uh, there's a bright future for especially for uh, centennials. Mm-hmm. It's a Eng, Eng, lot, uh, they use uh, uh, smartphones. I'm not good at technology, this is the problem we, now I'm facing. I'm sandwiched between uh, uh, what they call uh, uh, generation, I uh, think, baby boomers and uh, generation. Uh, uh, why I'm sandwiched between these two generations. This is the
0: challenge I'm facing. And uh, well, That's, that's not necessarily true. Like, I'm, I'm 66 years old and I'm a baby boomer and I'm, oh, very, we are a we are and I'm very, very okay. comfortable with technology. But yeah. moving on, uh, can a strong leader show vulnerability? Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why? See,
1: we're all vulnerable. It's quite... Uh, okay. Natural. so I, people say vulnerability is a weakness I say mm-hmm. vulnerability is a strength I mm-hmm. I, I emphasize this uh, statement mm-hmm. people say different I say that uh, so every, every, people are vulnerable we are likely to be attacked so we are attacked we, we, are, we are subject to, we, are, we are subject to criticism so, so many things are so we are vulnerable and uh, I I believe I said that vulnerability is a strength,
0: not weakness. Okay. My next question to you is that you know a lot of leaders have been faced with this term called the Great Resignation. A lot of (laughs) resignations have happened. Uh Uh, What do you think is the reason, and how are leaders reacting?
1: See every time we know this, uh, we uh, names, like, you know this globally we coin different names like in a great recognition, yeah. Some people say great quitting, so like that. Uh, but uh, I uh, let us stick stick to let us stick to your point. Great uh, uh, resignation. So this was much darker, I think uh, before the recession came mm. because after now the recession has entered, the things have changed again. Currently, I don't know how things will happen after the recession. Uh, so uh, uh, this uh, great re- resignation impacted at that time, and people you know they they left and they again they wanted to become entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurs. So like that, so many things have changed. So it's a very volatile situation. We are living in a world volatility. Uh, you, you, uh, uncertainty, uncertainty, complexity and empathy. And I uh, am speaking slowly because the health other I'm very so, spot, so tell possibly. me,
0: how do leaders handle bukkha? Mm-hmm.
1: So you have to be very calm and quiet and be charismatic. Be, be, that's how you should be. See, We, we should uh, embrace it, And this is one of the chapters I talked about in my book titled to resource success, so like the art culture, I talked about Now I talked about how to overcome work. On work. Hmm. So we have to adjust with the changing uh, uh, volatile environment. So hmm. the only thing we have to we have to get along. We have to go uh, go along with the stream. It is part of life. Okay, I'll
0: come to your books. You know, you already shown me three, four books. You've written 52 books. Uh, What are the subjects you have written on?
1: Uh, Actually, I myself didn't have any clarity of writing books actually. I'm basically a creative writer, but it was hidden very long back. I was in military, even at that time also I used to write uh, something, a diary like that. And I started bit in between it, I did business, there was a break. Then again I got into teaching. So I have written books on various uh, categories. Like I started with the uh, students, uh, then I started about uh, soft skills. Then I start, uh, one of the books I have dedicated to Swami Vivekananda, the other, 150th book, uh, 150th birthday uh, anniversary. So like that, and I keep dedicating books. Mm-hmm. So I have written books on uh, leadership executive education. Now, I am to mindfulness and now I want to write a book on uh, my memoir, or um, hopefully my memoir once I, I get back to the field. Mm-hmm. So, different areas I entered uh, uh, because I always explore, explore and experiment. That's my nature. That's my hidden nature. So, this is how I started my journey. What happens next, I can't say, but so far so good. Uh, I enter different areas, maybe I I may explore the areas of this economic sciences also and but I'm not sure.
0: Okay. And my last question to you, Professor Rao, and this is for many, many people who will listen to our conversation. You've done so much work on leadership. And so you've written so many different books. What would you say are three lessons you want our viewers and listeners to take away? Mm.
1: Uh, the thing be resilient. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Okay, mm-hmm. because life is full of complexity. So you have to be very resilient. You have mm-hmm. to bounce back from failures. Yeah. Don't don't take uh, setbacks. Okay. Be positive. Be optimistic and be ambitious. Mm-hmm. Don't be over ambitious. People are over ambitious. They cut the car, car- It's a bad habit. Mm-hmm. So achieve success with integrity. Is one point. Mm-hmm. I I like it because I, I, at the end of the day we have to achieve. Uh, happiness. How we get happiness? Only by by emphasizing uh, ethics and etiquette. So, mm-hmm. achieve success with integrity, be ambitious mm-hmm. and love your mother but don't hate another person's mother. That means as your country is important to you, similarly another person's country is also very important. Mm-hmm. As your religion is important, another person's religion is also important. Mm-hmm. As, as uh, uh, somebody's culture Uh, as your culture is important, another person's culture is equally important. So love your mother, but don't hate another person's mother.
0: Hmm. Very interesting. And on that note, Professor Rao, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for your lessons. Be resilient, uh, and ambitious, be be successful, but have the etiquette to be able to handle that success and don't hate uh, anyone's culture or anything else that you don't like about someone else. Thank you very much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about leadership, about your books and about all the work that you have done. Thank you.
1: I am grateful to you for giving me this wonderful opportunity. You are so busy person, I know, but uh, yeah, I am grateful to you for giving me this opportunity. Thank you. Uh, Mrs. Leand, with the gratitude.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom